Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Well, hello, B-Train. It's Granny. Yes. I'm so glad to have Granny on here. You know, fans, there is Facebook proof now that she's a Yankees fan. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I was forced to do that. I was forced to do that, B-Train. I mean, look at the expression on my face. I was not smiling, so, you know. My son made me do that just for just just for you, B Train. Just for you. <laughs> Granny had a crown surgery, so she couldn't quite smile, you know. She had dentist. I will know, I work will on never teeth. I will never I will no, 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 there was nothing wrong with my teeth. I mean, I will never be a Yankees fan, so you know, but Granny, I haven't I called what, what into your I haven't called to. into your show for such a long time, B Train. You know, so it's so great, folks, to have Granny on the show, folks, because she and I thoroughly enjoyed seeing Lesnar thrown over the top rope by McIntyre. Oh yes, yes, very much so, very much so. I uh, also went to Worlds Collide, Granny, and I have to say. I know you and I have had uh, instances where fans are kind of like, please shut your K-Cole moments. You know, I sat and enjoyed the whole thing. It was uh, at the Toyota Center, which oddly enough, Granny, <coughs> that thing, it has, a weird, it has a weird slope to it when you sit down in the seats in the Toyota Center, folks. But um, NXT UK and NXT faced off with one another. And um, a lot of Finn Balor's trainees were in that ring, and that included Jordan Devlin, who won the uh, Cruiserweight Championship, which was a pretty good match. And, um, oh, yes. By the way, folks, this is going to sound scary, but Houston, since I drove around there, that is a scary parallel universe because... It is just the five-lane bigger version of Kansas City. I kid you not. And what does highways have to do with my weekend in in Houston? I'm used to big (laughs) highways, trust me. I'm from New York. But when you drive on five-lane, six-lane highways where the GPS is trying to literally kill you, (laughs) I'm all the way in the probably next to left lane, so... 
and GPS goes, in .4 miles, take the exit to the right. And I'm thinking, oh my. I'm driving on the way to, not Toyota Center, but Minute Maid, which the Astros have the weirdest-looking indoor stadium. Sorry, Houston. I love the Rumble. I had a great time. Oh, Granny, I have something to tell you that would make your blood boil. So I sit in at Royal Rumble. We were sitting in a good time. Me and my buddy Chris were sitting there, and this gentleman was joking around, you know, palling around like wrestling fans do. And he goes, I bet you Roman Reigns faked cancer. I bet you it's just one big work. I bet you the camera crews are hired on help that just, you know, he just, that has to be fucking fake. Ooh, I hate, I don't like him. I think he's been pushed down our throats. I think that, you know, he's got to push weight all the time. And he's been, I was like, dude, no. I said, you cannot fake cancer. No. Brother and his, his brother and his dad told him, you know, you need to shut your mouth. There's, there were <clears> kids <throat> around Granny. There was probably like 12, 14 kids in our row. We sat in the 38th row, folks, okay? Not that that has any importance or relevance to the thing, but during the match with Boren Corbin, which thankfully got the spear on the top of the, of the dugout, thank the Lord. And I was like, I know one person in Arkansas that's extremely happy right now. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> but I, I tell you, if Granny, if, if, if Granny had been there and heard that gentleman yeah. make that statement, oh my! I think Granny would have uh, had the, to um, voice her opinion. <laughs> we, well, I told him, I said, so his leukemia to you, dude. When he announced it on Raw, with everybody showing emotion, that was fake to you. I told him off, you know, as he was leaving, because I got up and I said, I got to get somewhere. And he goes, okay. So I told him to hold my phone. I said, you have some nerve talking about a dude who has <clears throat> went through a lot of hell in his life, and he didn't tell anyone until 10 years later. So for me, hearing the words out of that gentleman's mouth, folks, that was the only negative connotation about the Roman, because I told myself, I said, I hope, you know, this is a positive Royal Rumble with a good outcome. Everyone, it was so loud, Granny. I mean, the, from top to bottom, that card, despite, you know, Andrade Cianomas being an idiot after the day after and failing the wellness policy, his match with Humberto Carrillo was okay. It wasn't, the, you know, the Drizzling Shits match was uh, Sheamus versus Shorty G. I got to say, you know, that tops the 22nd match with uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, the fiend, I'm telling you, Granny, despite what people say about Bray Wyatt, I got, man, alive. That man gets so, has so many followers and so many, like, supporters, and that's a good thing. But it's so, you get a weird vibe as soon as he enters the enters the arena, you know, and the lights go out, and you see all the cell phones out, it's unreal. So, that match, the strap match, was a damn good one, I tell you. I have not felt this positive, Granny, in a long while about a WWE pay-per-view. So, overall, I was, I kept, me and my friend could not stop, you know, just, we were just brimming, not, we're not New Day folks. 
but we were brimming with positivity about the whole event because all the way from worlds collide and yes, I know people are rising. Eugenia, perfect. Do you go to sleep, girl? Lord, Granny, she must have detected you a mile away. <laughs> Hello, Eugenia. <laughs> she goes, I knew I heard a familiar voice. She, um, I believe she actually did attend World's Collide. I don't know if she went to the Rumble. Did you? Where exactly were you sitting? Oh, yeah. There's rude people everywhere. And she goes, the gentleman who said Roman didn't have cancer, she goes, bugger off. And some other choice words. Yeah, thanks, Eugenia. We love you, too. Um, so, yes, before I go off tangent and start talking about a whole bunch of different things, folks, World Collide, I love the fact, granted, there's also a gentleman who said, go back, you know, we don't like your accents, go back to the UK, I was like, okay, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm are from Australia, you nitwit, and yes, the U.S. won, according to this idiot, we won two wars. The whole the whole night, Granny, he was hooting and hollering, and he had some drinks in him. I don't care. I had a great time in the Toyota Center, folks. But um, during the Imperium versus Undisputed Era, okay, Granny, picture Tim Rockwell and the villains versus... I forget. I'm so bad, Tim. Forgive me, dude. Uh, the good guys. Let's just say that, okay? Space I'm age. really bad with names. Space right? age. Space, space age. age. Space, space <laughs> age. Okay. So picture that. But on the <clears throat> World Collide stage, it was Imperium, you know, with Walter, Alexander Wolf, Fabian Eichner, and, well, let's see here, Marcel Bartel versus Adam Cole. Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. And um, that, to me, that match took over President, you know, DIY versus Mustache Mountain. That was a good match, too. But uh, I know a lot of you are just chomping at the bit to get at me because I haven't been on this airwave in quite a while. And we have a familiar, you know, we have a familiar friend with us on air. We love her. And, um... So, yeah, Worlds Collide was great, minus the peanut gallery that decided to blab. And the funny part about that was I shut him down quick, too. And my friend can vouch for me. I just During the Imperium match, Granny, I said, thank you, God. This is the greatest 10 seconds of our lives. We do not have to listen to this asshole. And I had, <laughs> like, Multiple people start laughing and giving me high fives. Because, let me just speak on this, as if I don't speak on enough things, all right, folks? When you're at a wrestling event, enjoy. Do not sing karaoke like Granny does to the heels, you know. And do not <laughs> handcuff yourself to them and sing... Sing with a, you know, acoustic <clears throat> guitar, you know, the Beatles hits, you know. Granny really, you know, she 
she vocalizes, so if she gets involved, is what I'm trying to say. She enjoys. This gentleman, according, you know, I was like, surely we're not going to sit next to a shit bag. And we did. We ended up sitting next to a dude who had one too many drinks to say that Roman Reigns was faking leukemia. For those of us who have friends or have been around people that have cancer, there's no way you fake that fucking shit. There's no way. I, I cannot believe this guy. It just made me so angry. And um, this was at the Rumble, folks. No joke. If I would have got the dude's name, I would have put his name on airways. Would I have gotten sued? No. Because I guarantee to you, there's there are certain laws protecting an individual from... Yeah, no. There's no protecting an individual who... Straight up, you know, during the Roman... I'm sick and tired of his push. You know, they left Granny... After the Lacey Bailey match. Well, you know, dude, you missed the big-ass pop that Edge got. And let me tell you, to see MVP, I was like, um, (laughs) I just like, wow. I'm seeing a lot. The funniest one during the Women's Rumble was Santina. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely died laughing when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. We, my friend and I were jokingly saying, we're like, what, like, watch Santina come out here and win the whole thing. Sure enough, like 10 seconds later, the theme pops on the Tron, and I'm like, maybe we should stop predicting shit. (laughs) And uh, the whole Otis Dojovic thing, saving Mandy, good lord. Oh my. (laughs) That was just. I about died laughing. I was like, "Really, Otis?" I kind of liked what I kind of liked what Naomi. I kind of liked what Naomi did. You know, she got that. Oh, the bridge. Yeah, you know, and and made it back to the ring that way. But that was pretty funny. But her hair, my goodness! I, I mean, I'm like, what happened to her long hair? You know, <laughs> she she comes out with this great big afro. You know, and I was like, good lord. But well, Naomi, I mean, no, you didn't care. You got to find out who, finally find out who Bianca Belair was. I was like, uh, I could have oh, told I know, you, you I know, know. She, I've never seen, I was like, I, I saw that, I saw her hair, and I was like, oh, my gosh, look at that. <laughs> you could have, you could have had a tug of war contest with that. <laughs> I thought it was funny because I told I've I've described her a few times, Granny, when you were still on my show, and mm-hmm. uh, it's funny. I was like, Granny's gonna get a kick out of seeing Bianca Belair for the first time, and they call her the EST of NXT, which I find you know she can. This girl is no joke. I mean, close to four hundred pounds, she can bench press. Her vertical wow. is unreal. I mean, she's an athlete. She's a former track star. She's from Knoxville, Tennessee. And she, you know, she's given Shayna Baszler a run for her money, which you saw. I call her Evil Bailey, and people always crack up when I say that. And I was like, well, is it possible for Bailey to be any more evil than she is? I mean, you know, character wise, gimmick wise, I don't care. I, just, I think that. Um, I, I thought, Granny, that Bianca was going to run away with it after she eliminated 
people like Tamina, Bliss. I mean, the list just kept getting bigger. I was like, man, she might take it. And then Charlotte comes in. I was like, my friend and I got outside, and we're like, okay, who do you got for the women's rumble? I said, okay, I get 10 to 1 odds that Charlotte's going to win the whole thing. I said, maybe Bianca Belair. And I was thinking, I, I told him, I was like, dude, we have got to stop predicting shit before we get in the arena because this is kind of creepy. So who, he's gonna, who do you think is going to win the men's rumble? I said, well, unfortunately, I have a sneaky suspicion that the WWE is going to screw us all and let Lesnar win the whole thing. I know, I mean, you know, when they started the men's rumble, I was like, oh my God, 13 guys, come on, you know, I mean, I'm like, come on, I, this is not even a rumble in my, in my category, I was like, I was getting really tired of it, and I was like, come on, somebody just get him out of there, please, (laughs) then it finally happened, I'm like, thank you, God, there is a God. Oh, you should have heard Granny. It was like somebody from the Astros baseball team hit a home run. After he got eliminated, it was the biggest pop you will ever hear. And I mean, there's a point where, okay, that was a big, loud pop. Everyone acted like, you know, the Astros won the World Series that, you know, at that point. But, um,. The wires fell out, and they got found anyways. Anyway, that's a different subject, folks, for a different podcast, all right? Um, what else? Okay. Becky versus Asuka. That was a, you know, fairly decent match, and then Asuka sprayed herself, and well, the rest is history, folks. Becky is still your champion. Now, the question is, the winners of the Royal Rumble, who are they going to, uh, who are they going to face? And I have a theory, you know, everyone's throwing this out there. They're saying Charlotte might challenge Rhea Ripley <coughs> for the NXT Women's Championship. And I'm thinking, gee, they've already got Balor. And now the powers of be might put her, might, and say this is just might, this is what I've been hearing all day long. They might give Charlotte to NXT. That's not up to us. But if she does, sure, that's going to – that is going to help boost a lot of ratings for NXT. I mean, they say AEW beats them, then WWE beats them. It's a very good seesaw battle for the black and gold brand, folks. So if Charlotte ends up going there, I'd say that actually might not propel her, but, I mean, it's going to help NXT for sure. We all know she's not coming out empty-handed. That'd be kind of funny. And speaking of championships, McIntyre. I think his merchandise just flew off the rack because, well, and for those of you who didn't tune into the Rumble, I'm just going to say you missed out. I was nervous. Granny was nervous. Everyone was nervous. Whoever watched the Rumble, man. That thing... 13 people's granny reported. And, you know, we're all thinking, should we turn it off or should we keep it in the hopes that somebody, there's some tandem 
is going to come along and knock him out. Well, I just, I was absolutely just tickled to death, you know, when that happened. And I just was like, oh my gosh. And, and I, and I thought it was very funny on Monday night when Drew McIntyre actually came out and talked to the WWE universe, you know, and, and he was actually being very humble. I was like, wow, this is like a whole new, I mean, I've, I've, been kind of like watching Raw off and on, so I I really haven't been keeping tabs that much of what's been going on, you know, because I do my podcast on Monday nights, you know, and so, and I've actually been staying with my son since the first part of January because, you know, my son had cataract surgery in both of his eyes, which went, both went very well, and we're down to, the drops are done on the right eye, so we're down to like two times a day on the left eye. And by the time I get done with the drops on the left eye, it'll be about three or four days before I go to Little Rock for my Moose Lodge convention next month in February. And so I've actually been staying down here with Anthony, and so I haven't been watching much of Raw. And I was like, wow, I was like, he's actually being nice. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was surprised. And then I love the challenge that uh, when uh, – the OC came out and they both challenged him to a match and he accepted and ended up beating them both. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so, uh, I thought that was pretty funny. So, but, I think uh, that, um, I think granny that my favorite part is like, what was your favorite part of the rumble? I said, man, if you were there, the network doesn't do it justice. You know, yeah, I, I rewatched it going, I don't remember, I don't, of course, the commentary, because you can't hear it, but at the same token, just being there, and that's, this is actually my third rumble, okay, one that I will never forget, because the two that I went to, one in St. Louis, famous one, and boy, was everyone peeved, uh, one in... San Antonio, where I believe Roman Reigns won, and it wasn't that bad. So, I mean, some people ask me, do you prefer John Cena over Roman Reigns? Or Ro-? I said, look, wrestling's wrestling. I'm not a fan of either. I like Roman. I don't mind him. As far as professional wrestler, you know, that I would prefer, well, to answer that question, Kevin... Wrestlers are wrestlers. Male or female, it depends on the person. Okay, yeah, I am picky. All right, I am a cynic. But I want to point one thing out. This was the first (coughs) cracking pay-per-view that I can remember that made us all feel like it was something special. Regardless of whether, you know, Lesnar won or lost, it made... Each and every one of us feel like, man, they are finally tuning in to, okay, if we do let Lesnar win, we're going to lose a lot of subscribers, and we're going to have a lot of angry people with questions. The ones that are smart, that is. Not the ones that, they won because, you guys did this because this. If you guys read the fucking dirt sheets one more time, 
like the douche canoe that was sitting in front of me. And I don't know if he was a former indie worker or just a dude happy to use terms and teach his daughter to swear. His daughter was seven, folks, by the way. And, um, you know, it's one thing to teach your kids how to curse. Doesn't matter. They're going to learn the words anyways from friends <laughs> and peers. But when you have other people that have kids, it's not okay. Just going to throw that out there. But anyways, back to the Rumble special feeling. It made the feeling when McIntyre won was so cool because two years ago, before his injuries, McIntyre pointed at the WrestleMania sign. And the cool thing is, you know, he went through NXT. I believe when he dropped the title to, you know, Robert Roode, or not Robert Roode, Andrade. Yeah, at Barclays. He came up to Maine and he worked his ass off. So, not only, folks, did he go through Evolve and various other indie circuits before he got back to WWE, this man was a failed science experiment, okay? 3MB was who he used to hang around and commiserate with. So, long story short, thank you, Mr. McIntyre, for ridding us of the possibility that Lesnar, a champion, one that, well, Paul Heyman guaranteed, and, you know, cuckoo kachoo, <laughs> bye bye. The walrus is gone. Your words mean nothing. Um, I, I like saying that because I, I, you know, a lot of people say they idolize Heyman, and I don't mind him, you know, because I was an ECW fan. I'm not trying to kiss your ass, sir, but when you say and prophesy that Lesnar was going to win, I guess. Somebody had to uh, slay the beast. And no, I'm not talking about Seth Rollins. I give Lesnar credit. I mean, you threw over 12 people. That's a WWE record now. Thanks for nothing. The guys that he threw over, Granny, Shinsuke Nakamura, Robert Roode, Elias, MVP, Kofi Kingston, Big E, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee. And I'm thinking, good Lord, my biggest worry was when he threw Strowman and Lee out. I said, uh oh. And the thing was, I mean, none of them were hardly in there any length of time. I mean, you know, it was just boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like eight seconds, nine seconds, you know. <laughs> it was like, boom, you know, it's like, so he's standing there walking around, you know, just like waiting for the next victim to come, you know, and to the ring. And, you know, he just, he's just standing there like, oh, look at me, folks. Look at me. Look what I'm doing, you know. And, I'm like, okay, and I started like, okay, if this is going to be the way the men's rumble's going to be, I, I'm i just going to might as well go to bed, you know, because I'm not going to watch this. And then all of a sudden, poof, it started getting exciting, you know. 
But I tell you, I had to la- I had to laugh Monday night because when we were on our show, you know, Big Swing is a big, huge Edge fan. I mean, you know, and I yeah. tell you, when he appeared in the Rumble, I just thought, oh my God, I bet Big Swing is just like jumping around like a little kid at Christmas time with a brand new toy, screaming his head off. Because Edge is there, you know, and and I kind of I kind of had to laugh at him and Randy Orton Sunday night, you know, and everything, and and then you know Monday night, of course, this Edge is you know out there talking, and Randy Orton comes out, and I wasn't very happy with the way you know it Monday Night Raw ended, you know, with Orton trying to hurt Edge, but you know I just like. Okay, they've got a reason for what they're doing, you know, and we don't always understand why WWE does what they do, but they know, and I guess that's all that matters, And but I was like, oh my God, you know, please do not kill the man, you know, but I mean, it's been, how long is, has it been since Edge has been in a wrestling ring? Nine years? Nine years, yeah. So, I mean... But I was I I was glad to see Edge back. I was happy to see him back, you know. And I was like, wow, you know. I was just I I thought when they played his music and he came out, I thought, man, I thought you could just hear the the reaction in the crowd. You know, I mean, it's just like they were just in shock or they were amazed and. And then um, I read on Facebook where he has signed a three-year deal contract with WWE now. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of course, Big Swing says, well, if that's true, that gives me a reason to start watching WWE again. <laughs> so I had to kind of laugh at that. But I got, you know, it's funny. Um Folks, I haven't been on air in a couple of weeks because I've been like stressing major about certain things. Uh, one was the trip to Houston, and two, I gotta say, you know, this is the point. I haven't had Granny on my show in forever, but this is also the point in the show where if you have small children under the age of 14, I suggest you put earmuffs over their ears or tell them to go out of the room. Otherwise, they will stay 14 forever and never grow. I don't think that would ever happen. Maybe it does. I don't know. Okay? But I do know that Off the Rails Uncensored is a trademarked podcast sub show that was created and coined the phrase Off the Rails Uncensored on March 16, 2016. Or March 7, 2016. My bad. Any reproduction or likeness thereof, the title off the rails and censor, you will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Any usage of the title, you will be fined $45 in the court of law. Alright, folks, I do not own the rights to CM Punk's living color. And I'm speaking like William Shatner, folks. I have this show, so. <clears throat> I haven't done this in quite a while, so let's bear with me. 
buckle up, fuckers, because you're about to enter the mind a good old Brian Reynolds. I got a lot to relay to you about, you know, certain things at shows. You know, Royal Rumble, World's Collide, you know. Monkeys in the truck. Hit my music. Dig it. come for me to tell y'all my experience at Royal Rumble I wish I could have Granny with me and her family I wish I could have a lot of folks you know come with me to the show because it was so amazing but you know all accolades aside man I've said this countless times folks if you don't have anything nice to say at a show you're fortunate that I don't have a drink or a granny right next to me. Because let me tell you, that woman will bark and claw, beseech, and she will yell her lungs out if you say something stupid that, you know, I would probably have to hold her back. <laughs> after, after hearing the words, Oh, I bet Roman Reigns' cancer was one big work. When you use terms, buddy boy, you are touching a fine line of worker fan. Are you a former worker? I don't think so because uh, when you use phrases like, I'm tired of him, they're shoving him down our throats, uh, he gets all the pushes. No, dude. It was a fucking revolving door between Roman, Seth, Ambrose. Ambrose, not so much because he's with AEW, and I've watched AEW. He's like, oh, I don't want to chant AEWs around here. No one chanted AEW at the event, so you'd be the only fucker at that event to look stupid. Two, are you absolutely nuts? So let me ask you this question. Did my dad, when he told me, say... By the way, son, I have cancer, but then 20 minutes later, I was just messing with you. Like, it's the same effect. You don't say stupid shit that's going to make you look like a complete fool. Now, the duality of this is, is like you're giving him credit, and I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Giving him credit would say good job for being a moron. Giving him credit would mean you know, saying, hey, you know, maybe you should show up to a event drunk again because you missed out on probably one of the best Royal Rumbles in years. Now, I know there's others that mean something to fans, you know, different people, different tastes. Tomato, tomato, man. Royal Rumble was the best pay-per-view that I've been to in the 10 years that I've been going to Rumbles and Manias. Also, man, you left at somewhere where someone or some people 
This is their bucket list to go to a Royal Rumble, to go to a WrestleMania, to attend a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series. Folks, I've been to all four. And I've done it in one year at one time in 2018. I can tell you there's no other feeling in this world that you will experience at a Royal Rumble, a WrestleMania, a Survivor Series, or a SummerSlam. Explain why. Because those events will not duplicate. They can be good or as better. And I'm proud to say that for the first time in a fucking long time, folks, I enjoyed myself at a pay-per-view because the pop for Edge was so loud. My ears are still ringing from the ballpark in Houston in Minute Maid. That moment almost made me cry because he's had three neck fusions. He was not supposed to go near a ring ever again. And you see him slide into that ring and you're thinking, holy crap, on a cracker, he's actually back. But, you and know, you know, I've got I, I, I've got to bring this up, B-Train. You, know, you were talking about the, the man, you know, saying what he said about Roman Reigns. Can you imagine, I mean, and I know WFC, you know, you know what WFC is all about. You've been there. You know what it's all about. You know what they do. You know, and recently they are just now going to be in Tulsa at a building, at a location where they used to have another wrestling show at of Wrestling for a Cause and BPW, Body Progression Wrestling, have actually teamed up and merged, and they're taking turns every weekend, you know, every other weekend doing shows. So um, that's one of the big changes in WFC. But, you know, you talk about the cancer. What if that gentleman had been at one of Tim Rockwell's shows? Can you imagine what Tim Rockwell would have done to that man? (laughs) I mean, can you imagine what what Tim Rockwell would have said to that man? I guarantee I mean, you, if Tim heard this story, Granny, you can relay it to him. That this gentleman sat there in front of kids and adults, and literally a beer in his hand was belching and then saying, he turns to me and my friend Chris and goes, I, he goes, I just want to say, he's like, I don't, I just don't like Roman. I hope I didn't offend you. I'm like, dude, you know what? Like who you want to like, I'm not going to stop you, but you saying stupid shit that comes out of the diarrhea that comes out of your mouth, boy, you need some Pepto-Bismol to put all the verbiage back in. And he goes, are you not from here? I said, I'm from New York, where we, I don't care where you're from, it doesn't matter where you're from. At this point, this fool was playing the Joker on a set of cards because... When you say something, and I know that he also may know someone that has cancer. Sir, if you understand why I got upset that when you made a comment about Roman Reigns, because the man has dealt with a lot of hell in his life, 
I mean, after all, he survived it for 10 years. Yes, he did. And I mean, I just, you know, but because I know Kirk Gannon is going to be back at WFC, I believe February 15th. I believe he's going to be back there at WFC. And, you know, I Granny has not been at a WFC show. Um, I had to miss the December one. I had to miss the January one because we were in Maumel at CWA where we got to meet the Junkyard Dog's son, Mike Carter. We got to meet uh, Davey Boyce Jr. Of course, we got to see Miranda Gordy. This was the first time Anthony got to meet Miranda Gordy, but I met her once before at a mid-state show in Harrison. But um, So it, it was just, you know, and it, it was funny because we get back from Maumelle Sunday morning, and we go have lunch, and we pick up, Answering his little dog Mysterio and and everything, and we go play darts at the Moose Lodge. Well, of course, the Chiefs were playing, so Granny just decked out in her Chiefs gear, you know, her Chiefs jersey and her Travis Kelsey jersey, and we had to go to another wrestling show Sunday night for WCWA in Springdale, and of course, I didn't even have my Granny shirt on, but it didn't matter because everybody knows who I am. I don't even have to wear my Granny shirt because everybody knows who I am. And uh, Graham Bell, he was funny, you know, he, I said, really? I said, is that the best that you've got? And he says, yeah, really, you crazy old woman, why don't you sit down before you have a heart attack? And everybody just started the granny chant. Everybody just started the granny chant. And here I am decked out in my Kansas City red, you know, I mean, I didn't even have my granny shirt on. But I got to share a funny story with you all and with the listeners we train. Uh, you know, I, I'm i just me, people, you know, and I'm just a wrestling fan. I'm not a wrestler. You know, for anybody that may not be familiar with who Granny Holkster is or is not, but I had an independent wrestler friend that I've known for many years. He actually posted this on my timeline one day. He said, you know, it's funny, Granny, when you get a better pop, and you are more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. And he says, and I say that as a compliment to you. That's very humbling to me, you know, B-Train. That is very humbling to me. Because when I had a coworker, a former coworker of mine, give me this nickname of Granny Holkster 25 years ago or however long it's been. It's probably been about that long. You know, it was like, you know, this isn't going to stick with me. But lo and behold, <laughs> Granny is still around, you know, <laughs> doing what I do best, you know. You know, talking smack to all the bad guys, which I absolutely love, you know. So, um, but I I just wanted to share that, you know, because, you know, that was very humbling for me, for him to give me that that compliment, you know. I mean, I am what I am. I'm who I am. I'm nobody important. And I tell people that. I'm just me. But everybody just like. 
Granny Hulkster, you know, or Granny, Granny. I mean, you know, the chance still, the the chance still happened, and you know, I here it's like twenty five years later, and I'm still, you know, doing what I do. You know, I still have my original Granny Hulkster shirt. What you gonna do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? You know, I still wear it. I mean, it's and it's still in really good condition. And you think that after that many years. As many times as that T-shirt's been washed, <laughs> it you know, hasn't fallen apart yet. But so I don't know. You know, it, it is what it is. But I love my wrestling, and I love doing what I do. And and but you know, I I'm sad to say that you know things may change for Granny. You know, I may not be able to continue to go to WFC as much as I would like, you know, my husband found out the second day of January that um, after 48 years, they're doing away with his position where he's employed at. I mean, so far they have not let him go, but they were, the original stipulation was they were going to keep him until this Friday. And, but now they have made him an offer that well, we might try to keep you around for at least maybe up to a year running parts and doing little odds and ends things, but they're contracting out the, the trucks to other service areas. You know, he did the like the oil changes and stuff on the county trucks. So we're not sure what's going to happen there, but, you know, so things may be changing for Granny. Luckily, I have a couple local independent wrestling federations that are around here in Arkansas now that I can attend, you know, where I don't have to always go to Oklahoma to see wrestling, but I miss my WFC family. I really do. I I, I miss everybody and I'm hoping I can go back to WFC very soon, you know, to see them again. Well, that's good, Granny. Um, okay, so let's see here. I believe I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make, make you lose your train of thought. I just... No, I, my thing is, Granny, I've had experiences at wrestling shows, and like I was telling the fans, um, it's nothing like going to, there's nothing, people will say, I wonder what it was like. I hate to be the asshole that prags, but after being through almost 10 manias, three Royal Rumbles, and a fucking partridge in a pear tree that is the lone Survivor Series that I've attended, but I must tell you, I sit near interesting folks, man. Wrestling fans, we're very, very bipolar. That means... We are in good moods if they give us what they want. We are in bad moods if, how do I put this? We all are in bad moods if you let a jamoke like Brock Lesnar or someone that doesn't make sense like, oh, I don't know, Buddy Murphy. And I got onto that subject of why do you hate on the dude who's obviously in a position that you're not in. Well, let me explain this to you. I've met Buddy Murphy, and I just him aligning himself with Seth Rollins. I would have thought you would have gone, guys would have gone with Aleister Black, but you know, like Granny said, 
we don't know why WWE does the things they do and why they do it and what they do it for. All I know is, and I'm bringing this up because at the Rumble, Seth Rollins, of course, AOP, you know, helped him on more than one occasion, you know, skin the cat. You know, Kevin Owens almost threw him out, and then, nope, not going to happen. The funniest thing ever in the Rumble is when he tried to give the shield fist bump to Roman Reigns, who he just curb stomped. And you want to talk about comedic moment. I laugh my ass off, folks, because Randy Orton trusted Edge. Oh, yeah. Big mistake, because that that dude has more betrayals than Judas, Benedict Arnold, and yes, I will mention the big oaf, the big show. He has, it's the funny thing, you're going to throw him over, okay, I'll throw him over. No, you throw him over, okay, we're going to throw him over together. How, I mean, Randy, I love you to bits too, dude, but... um Honestly, you trusted your former tag team partner. They did work really fairly well as a tag team. But yes, really, you trusted Edge? You trusted Edge. <laughs> that was the funny part. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Even my roommate back home goes, or like when he was sitting at home, Vinny goes, why in the hell would you ever trust Edge in any situation? He's the worst dude to trust. I mean, he's excited to be back. I'm glad you're back, dude. Thank you. I mean, he was in the final three. So it made me think, wow, for a dude who just returned, that's not normal for WWE. No, it's that's not. That's not, I mean, for a guy that, has been out for nine years. Of course, you know, AJ Styles got injured. He said that he just wanted to partake in a spear that, you know, was going to be midair. And I was like, well, I admire AJ's competitive spirit. But, man, sometimes, dude, AJ's healthy as a horse. But I, you know, my thing is if you know that you're going to take a move in midair, you better be fucking 100% sure. And AJ Styles is one of the best what he does folks it's a for those fans investing saying well he shouldn't have done it that was dumb until you step foot in a wrestling ring please don't make judgment calls I already had to deal with two assholes that did that shit one of them at Worlds Collide who thought granny that it was he was the funniest thing on God's green earth was making side comments about the foreign competitors how they should go back to their country and he hates their accents He's like, oh, I'm just messing. I was like, no, you're being serious, dude. <laughs> and then two, okay, if you don't, or if you have been out of touch with professional wrestling and have not watched the product, and it seems like, hang on a minute. Five years or four years, whatever, because... Roman Reigns has not had a push as of the moment. And if you say that someone is shoved down our throat, I think, sir, you are referring to Brock Lesnar. I think you are referring <laughs> Amen. to... Amen. <laughs> Amen. 
if you want to say some, I mean, it's like the fucking Patriots. Sorry, rest in peace, Tom Brady's, you know, career. Hopefully, you know, two more years and then good riddance. It's like shoving them down our throats for six years or actually almost the span of 11 years. Imagine that, folks. There was nobody different in the Super Bowl but his team. And what does this have to do with professional wrestling? I'll tell you. Tom Brady and Brock Lesnar have something in common. No, we're not talking about deflategates. Um, we're not talking about spying or lip reading. We are talking about being fan favorites, you know, to one group of fans. I guarantee you, is there any percentage that can show Lesnar being a fan favorite? Unless you want to see guys get dumped on their fucking heads like Kofi Kingston and Keith Lee. They're like, oh, no, man, we're good. We're fine. What they really are telling you, folks, and I don't speak for them, or Keith Lee or anyone that got dropped on their heads, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, let's see here, Elias, he, his German suplexes are the fucking worst. And not only that, his attendance. I'm not talking about moves all the time, folks, that makes a person in general terrible in professional wrestling. But when Lesnar made the excuse to the general public in an article stating that he had anxiety issues. So you chose professional wrestling as a sport. And we're thinking, you know, good Lord above, that you did not win the Royal Rumble. Because... Well, let me tell you something. I the experience, the entire experience of the whole Royal Rumble. There are certain matches that made me smile, like okay, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, Lacey versus Bailey, not so much. The women's Rumble was great. Then when it comes time for the men's Rumble, my roommate started blowing up my phone to the point where I had to put it on charge because every five. Not five minutes, every five seconds, then he would message me going, the hell, man, what is wrong with this joke? What is wrong with this fucker? Why? He goes, kept saying why, and question mark, and then dot, dot, dot. I was like, if you'd like to make a call, please wait after Rumble. Otherwise, please don't message Brian Rails. He's not here right now. He's trying to enjoy the Royal Rumble. Well, that's like I've been telling um, I've been telling people I've been talking to all week long. I said I am going to be glued to the television Sunday, and I'm going to post on Facebook. Unless it's an extreme emergency, do not call me while the Super Bowl is going on. You can leave me a voicemail. You can send me a text message. You can send me a Facebook message. But unless this is an extreme emergency, do not bother Granny while the Super Bowl is on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be. I will not answer my phone. So, well, you know, Granny, it was funny because he called me, and he goes, "I'm happy. Goodbye." I could barely hear the goodbye part. I was like, "Well." <laughs> and I have to ask goes, you, B Train. You know. I I listen to a podcast uh, occasionally on Tuesday nights called In the Room, 
And um, there was a gentleman on there last night, and I I was listening to the show. And remember what you used to say, keep it simple, stupid? Yeah. Is it something, isn't that what you used to say all the time, keep it simple, stupid? Yes. Well, this guy, this guy said that statement last night, and I don't even remember what the whole entire conversation was about now. But I just, that popped in my mind when he said, keep it simple, stupid. I thought, gosh, that sounds just like what B-Train would say. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It is. And I guess that's one, re- that's one reason why I, that's one reason why I thought I would just call in tonight to number one, to surprise you, because it has been so long since we've been on a podcast together and, I know you've had your things going on, and I've had my things going on, and you know, and and speaking of which, you know, I, I got to share this little funny uh, story with you. Um, you know, I've been at Anthony's apartment here, and you know, he just lives down the street from David and I, but I've been here, you know, helping him with his eye drops and you know, taking care of him after his surgeries and stuff, you know. And I went home like three weeks ago on a Saturday, and I walked in, and my husband looks at me, and he puts this smirky grin on face you know how david likes to agitate me and he looks at me and he says hello who are you do i know you and i said well i've only been gone three weeks i said you've forgotten who i am you know and and scores he's been telling all of his buddies at work you know that he has a part-time wife right now well we have a basset hound and her name's maggie she's like 15 years old and she's a sweet dog and She's mostly black. She's got a white belly, a little bit of brown in her. But, you know, mostly she, you know, I've never seen a basset hound with some, with being pretty much all black, you know. Well, he calls her the black lady. So I just popped off to him. I said, well, I said, I'm just a strange woman that just wandered in off the street. Since you don't know who I am, if you're really lonely, why don't you just bring the black lady in from outside and let her sleep with you? <laughs> While I'm gone. <laughs> and I had a, I told a friend of mine that yesterday, and she says, you didn't tell him that. And I said, yes, I did. I said, he's always agitating me. I said, I'm going to get him. <laughs> so I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't help but just say that to him. You know, I thought that was funny, you know, so, but hopefully I, I will probably be going back home probably within the next few days now that we're just down to uh one eye doing one eye two times a day you know I'll, I'll probably be packing my stuff up and going home however i did tell my son that i was very jealous because i've been cooking meals for my husband and my son and me down here you know because anthony has a, a bigger kitchen than what i do in my house you know and I said, I'm jealous of your kitchen, Anthony, because he has a really nice kitchen for a little apartment. He's got a very nice kitchen. And I'm like, and I, I made the statement during the night. I said, Anthony, I said, I think this is the best you've eaten in the past month since I've been staying here with you cooking for you, you know. <laughs> so, you know, but everything's good, you know, but. I really have enjoyed being on your podcast tonight with you, B-Train. It's just been way too long, my friend. It has been. See, and I, I um, folks, it's funny because 
this is a true story. You know, we were talking about sports and the Super Bowl, and they said, well, who are you cheering for? I said, let me tell you something. This is a nightmare for Raiders fans everywhere to watch two fan bases, one of which they have loyal fans. The other one, the other one, let's see, they didn't have a fan base from 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Part of 18. They came back in 19. Who am I referring to? Oh, yeah, the 49ers. So... To me, y'all ask me, you keep asking me on Instagram, who am I cheering for? Hmm. You know the scene in The Grinch Who Stole Christmas where he says, I hate Christmas? There's two ornaments that I made a meme of that The Grinch smashes. And both of them are Chiefs and 49ers. And they said, well, who are you cheering for? I'm going to answer that question. The Super Bowl is like the playoffs. It's like a movie. Just watch. And whoever wins, whoever wins, that's how I'm going to answer that question. Okay? So, let me just point this out. I love, you know, Granny is very passionate. I, um, Kurt Gannon posted something about, you know, uh, be loyal, you know, loyal and grant. We know Granny's very dedicated and loyal, but I jokingly, because now I have evidence, folks, and no, she will deny to denial, denial. We all love her. He, the he, he, now. he, po- he, po- because I could, I remember that post betraying because he was talking about the bandwagon <laughs> fans, you know, people, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, all of a sudden now, oh, I'm a Kansas City fan. I'm a Kansas City fan, you know, because they're going to Super Bowl. You know, and he was making yeah. a comment about those bandwagon fans out there. And you posted that picture of me with my finger wearing that ungodly, <laughs> awful New York Yankees ring that my son forced me to do. And, and you know, and Oh, Anthony's waving at you, by the way, B-Train. He's saying hello. He's waving hello, at you. Hello. But anyways, <laughs> but yeah, and and he says, well, we all know the, yeah, you post, we all know the evidence here, <laughs> you know, and I'm, no, 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 I was forced to do that, <laughs> and I was, and Anthony's doing the Daniel Bryant yes chant over here, you know, yes, 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 and you know, but yeah, but it was talking. Kurt was talking about the bandwagon fans, you know. So, and I said I've always been a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan and Royals fan for all my life, you know. <laughs> and that's where it got. That's when. That's when B Train posted that not so lovely picture of me, you know. <laughs> so I wish I could just delete that picture and just make it disappear, you know, be like Bewitched and just twitch my nose or blink my eyes and be like Genie and just. Make it, you know, make it vanish, you know, so. It's okay, Granny. You don't have a, uh, it's not a cult following, but the bleacher creatures are aware of your picture. And they says, are you sure? I said, yes. She has seen delight, and she has burned all of her royals gear. And sooner no, or later, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have not because, I mean, you know, uh, you know, a couple of years, like, you know, two, three years ago when the Kansas City Royals, you know, won the World Series. And, you know, and, and I'm proud to say, you know, because we have a baseball team, uh, 
a double A affiliated club right here in Spring good old Springdale, Arkansas called the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. And I ha you know, I'm proud to say that the year my Royals won that World Series a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, a lot of those baseball players at one time had played for our Northwest Arkansas Naturals right here in good old Springdale, Arkansas. So, you know, and <clears throat> That's the closest thing I can get to my Kansas City Royals is when I go watch a Nationals game, you know, so. I tell you what, folks, but, you know, after the Super Bowl, Granny's going to become a Vegas Raider fan, I tell you. You know, she's in no, so much denial. No, right <laughs> no, I'm not going to become a Vegas Raider fan, B-Train. Bite your tongue. That's, that's, that's bad language. Bad language. Granny. Bad language. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But you know, fans, it's really funny because I love my intro. Because here's the thing. I believe, I believe, I know, folks. Okay. That we're going to, the Super Bowl is actually going to be highly entertaining. Do you know why? Because. It doesn't feature the Brock Lesnar <clears throat> of the NFL. And unlike Paul Heyman with my guarantee, I actually will come through. Okay? I love you as a, you know, as a uh, influence, as you will, but I like some people are going to rouse about this. You know, Cornette said this, Cornette said that. I like Jim Cornette. We all know Granny was a big Cornette fan back in the day. And, you know, she loved Bobby Heenan. But, <laughs> Bobby you know. Heenan, really? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I wasn't much of a Jim Cornette fan, you know. However, I am personal friends with beautiful Bobby Heenan. That's a different story, but, you know, so. It's funny, folks, <clears throat> because, you know, like, like I said, I miss giving Granny grief because my intros were by far the best, and she would say, no fans, no fans. But what she failed to say was, I am and will become. <laughs> Anthony's sitting over here saying that I'm really a Jim Cornette fan, but I just don't want to admit it. He's wrong. He's wrong. He's he's wrong just like you are, B-Train. I mean, you know, you know see, fans, what, what you all don't know is, you know, Granny, it's been so long since Granny has been faithfully doing a podcast with B-Train that, you know, you all may have forgotten some of these introductions that he used to give me, <laughs> you know, I mean, and, you know, he said here not too long ago, he sent me a message on Facebook that for Christmas, he was going to send me a flame retardant New York Yankees fan and a Raiders jersey, or, you, know, you know, Yankees <laughs> jersey and a Raiders jersey, but they were going to be anti-flame retardant because where I could not burn them and, you know. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, fans, you you gotta love. I mean, you know, I love my wrestling family. You know, I I mean, I love my wrestling family, even though they give me so much grief. And you know, and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. You know, they can do that. You know, but I mean, they really do love me. And you know, and speaking of which, B Train, I I also faithfully listen to a podcast called The Voice of Choice. Um, 
Wrestling with History, uh, The Voice of Choice with Bruce Wirt, Wrestling History on Wednesday nights with my very good friend, Kid Resnick, and who helps him do that. And, you know, they cut a new uh, promo thing, you know, for the, to start their show. And there's actually a little soundbite from Granny saying in there, everyone loves Granny. <laughs> I mean, wow. going, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I mean, but then, I mean, he actually, he actually included me as on part of that podcast, like at the beginning of his show, you know, everyone loves granny and, you know, and I keep telling these wrestling, you know, I keep t- telling these wrestlers that I know, you know, say, yeah, you, uh, you all love granny. You just don't want to admit it, you know? So, I mean, <clears throat> well, it's funny because, um, let's see here. <laughs> as soon as I started opening my mouth, in some areas, my friend, you know, Lady Lynn was supposed to come with, you know, to the event, but then something happened, and I had to bring my buddy Chris, and so what was funny was, at one point, when I was in the restroom coming out, I started talking to this gentleman, because I saw something really cool that I liked, and um, it was a t-shirt, and he goes, hey, are you that dude with that cool cool lady. I was like, uh, this Lady Lynn, Granny Hulkster. Yeah, that one. I was like, okay, dude, where are you from? Because you're starting to sound like you're from my neck of the woods. He goes, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, too. I like you a lot. That lady, is she really true? I was like, you didn't listen to the whole intro, did you? Yeah. I may not have. I paid attention to hearing this. All I caught was that she was the biggest Yankees fan. I was like, did you listen to the whole show, or did you? I was like, did you listen to the whole show? You're drunk right now. He goes, I listen to the show, and I am kind of drunk. And I go, did you listen to the whole intro, my friend? Because it's just, you know, it's just a rib on Granny. And he goes, oh, and just walks off. <laughs> oh, Anthony wanted me to tell you. Um, he came across this. Um, on Amazon Prime, Power Slam Wrestling, and they actually have Monster Factory. Oh yeah, and, and Combat Wrestling also on there. On and we even have found old episodes of good old traditional championship wrestling that I used to go to back in the day. You know, and sure brings back memories for me. But um. But I thought that was kind of interesting about the, it has the monster. I haven't watched it yet on the Monster Factory, but it has Monster Factory on there. Yeah, Monster Factory is one of the best places, folks, for mere wrestling schools to go to. So um, they actually do have a, I would say, biopic of the school. But it, you know, talks about a certain amount of students. You know, one's from Michigan. One, they're not okay. It's funny, Granny, that you mentioned Monster Factory because Danny Cage. You know, there's somebody that interviewed him, and they showed a clip, and he goes, "Okay, so we have a lot of people that come from all over, all over the world, and all over the states." And um, he goes, "How many? Raise your hands. How many people are from here? About like maybe one." 
Not even one hand goes up. And the funny part is they say, well, where are you guys from? Because I drive 48 minutes to go to the school. How far do you drive? I, one, late, one girl takes like four or three to four buses just to get herself to the Monster Factory. She literally, I think, yeah, I believe she's still there. And she is really friendly and really <laughs> nice to the point. Is, so that's cool. Monster Factory some more than one app, I believe. And there's even an app for Monster Factory now because Danny's that insomniac. I love you to death, man. But holy hell. That man, Granny, if he sleeps, I was like, did you die? Because he runs wow. a tight ship, man. He He's really, I mean, I'm serious. Like, he... He does not sleep because he was in a post. He's like, why sleep? You know, I'm a business owner. I'm a, I'm a coach. I'm a trainer. But he goes, first and foremost, I'm a father. And, yes, he has two daughters. He has an awesome wife. And, yes, I know it sounds like I'm kissing his ass right now. But here's the thing you got to know about Monster Factory. Um, that is a school that is produced... Seamus, the Godfather, Sean Waltman, Xbox. That is also the school that produced the Body Donnas, you know. Oh, I don't know. Chris Candido. I don't know the other Candido's <coughs> name, but uh, let's see. Your Sonny. Mm, Balls Mahoney, God rest your soul. The Headbangers. King Kong Bundy came from there. Pretty Boy Larry Sharp. Oh... Goes on. Matt Riddle came from there. Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. No joke, folks. Look it up. Danny's been a guest trainer at the Performance Center in WWE. I mean, he just, dude. Okay, let's just say it. Danny's school is the best. It's world famous. I mean, the dude has phone numbers. That you know that people wish they could have. That he can just literally say, okay, yeah, you want Stone Cold's number? Not getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, Danny knows a lot of names and a lot of places and a lot of, you know, good things. He knows Brutal Bob Evans, close friend. He knows Rudy Gonzalez, the trainer of Daniel Bryan, Liz Thatcher, Rick Rogers, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, anyone? Bruce Pritchard. He knows both the Pritchards. He knows Gerald Bruce. He knows everyone, folks, okay? This is a cheap plug for Monster Factory. No, this is a plug for Monster Factory. I've been there twice. Does that mean I know everything? No. Um, Now that Granny opened Pandora's box, (laughs) he advertising the (laughs) hell out this school. It, you know... Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned Tom... It's kind of funny you mentioned Tom Pritchard because that podcast that I listened to, Wrestling with History on Wednesday nights, their guest tonight was Dr. Tom Pritchard. You know, he he was on their show tonight, earlier tonight, or last night. You know, it's it's tomorrow, or it's today already. It's a new day. You know, it's after midnight in my time, you know, so it's almost one o'clock in the morning, Granny's time. You know, it's quarter to one, Granny's time, but um, Wednesday night... (laughs) On Wrestling With History, Tom Pritchard was their guest, and, you know, he mentioned some amazing people, you know, um, I know my very good friend Matt Sigmund and his partner Elliot, uh, the Heat Seekers, they um, helped, um, they did a night of appreciation for beautiful Bobby Eaton back um, in December, 
of last year. I think it was like the 14th of December. I mean, and Tracy Smothers was there, and I mean, oh my goodness, King Shane William. I, I, the list could go on. I, I don't know how many people, but there was a lot of people in attendance. Well, now they're now they're doing a benefit show for Tracy Smothers because they found he found out he's got some sort of stage stage three cancer, and here we go, you know, talking about the cancer thing again, you know, B train. I mean, I, you know, people. I'm sorry, unless you don't know all the facts, don't judge people. Don't judge what's going on unless you know what's going on yourself. And and kind of getting away from that, I I want to touch base, you know, because you know how Granny feels about her independent wrestling shows. I mean, support your local independent wrestling shows. WC, I mean, Arkansas Championship Wrestling was doing a a show in Gravit, Arkansas, and they were getting really – they were having over – 100, 150, almost 200 people at these shows at this little town in Gravit, Arkansas at the community center, the Civic Center building. Well, their mayor all of a sudden has decided that wrestling is giving a bad name to their little town. But what this man does not realize is we were having people come from Oklahoma to watch these shows. We were having wrestlers from Oklahoma, St. Louis, Kansas City, Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas come and wrestle at these shows. Now this federation has been forced to find a different place to do their shows. You know, I am supposed to be president of this fan club that they create, they 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 made me president of the Arkansas Championship Wrestling Fan Club, and we're we don't know if we're going to go back, be able to go back to grab it or not. But I, you know, I I just so wanted to meet with that mayor and say, you know, sir, we were bringing revenue to your little town. One of your businesses was one of our sponsors where we were buying our pizzas. Sorry, DJ, my allergies are bothered. It's all good. <coughs> but but don't judge people unless you know unless you know the facts. That's what I got to say about that. Also, folks, cancer is you know if if people were able to make cancer work, do you think that? the population would have a problem, you bet your ass it wasn't for someone to say something about a dude, not a dude, a man, who literally held this shit in for close to half a decade. Do you honestly think that maybe you could have shut your whore mouth about the mm, majority of what you said because there you were getting... This dude was getting dirty looks. And yeah, folks, his dad had to grab his ass so that he would not make a fool of himself and get out of the room. That's not my focus on the Royal Rumble by any means, folks. My focus was Brock Lesnar did not win. He lost. It wasn't, you know, a bad men's rumble. It was not a bad women's rumble. But when someone says something... 
so retarded it makes you say something about their cynical ass. God forgive you, man. I don't care whatever, you know, forgiveness, whatever you believe in, but don't be an asshole. Don't be that asshole that literally makes a fool of him or herself. If you go around saying shit before you have all the facts, like Granny says, you're an ignorant human being. You you come off as, gee, let's distance ourselves from that person. Let's make sure we don't sit next to that person. I don't care if you say you were drunk or not. That's not... That doesn't constitute good behavior. Also, if you have a little one that's a kid, wait till they turn about 11 or 12 to start, you know, teaching them. Because if they cuss in front of the teacher and they get, well, why did you take or sing my kid out? They're going to say it eventually. That's the most immature fucking answer I've ever heard in my life. I drop F-bombs, you know, more so than... Well, gee, I don't know. What's a good analogy to this? I drop F-bombs more so than Aaron Judge hits home runs in a single season, okay? And yes, I dropped baseball into this, folks, because you know why? Here's the deal. There comes a point when... You should not say inappropriate things at any event, any sporting event. Oh, yeah. That would be like the equivalent of someone saying Eric Berry's cancer was a work. Look here, assholes. I'm not a Chiefs fan. But if someone says something about someone else's ailment or disease, it's not just ignorance. It's not just stupidity. Plain and simple, you're an asshole. And a coward. And you don't read. And if you think that I'm just going to let this slide and give you all the fucking credit in the whole wide world, mm, let me just tell you something. You'll get yours. When you have something bad happen to you, you know what people are going to say? Oh, I guess that was one big work. Your pneumonia was one big work. Your injury that you had in the car accident, oh, yeah, that was one big work. The airbag just made the effects all nice and make your face look like you've done a bunch of cocaine instead of the powder coming out of the airbag. See what I did there? Don't, in other words, long story short, don't be the asshole, okay? Just go to a show, enjoy it. Don't say, you know, I don't think this person deserved the push. If anything, if you were smart, which you're not, the man granny had on Houston, Texas Zubop pants, but he had on a Chiefs hat. So, wow. Yeah, I I asked him, I said, so who do you cheer for? He goes, well... I'm loyal to my Texans, but, you know, the Chiefs are starting to catch my attention. I go, no, I'm a Raiders fan. No, no. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, that's called bandwagoning, my friend. And you guys that's had right. a 20. I was like, you guys had a 24 to nothing. 
but you let it slip away. So my suggestion to him was, like, not only are you – I was like, he goes, you're not a Roman fan, are you? And I said, what the hell does it matter? We all as Roman fans can cheer for who we want to cheer for. If Granny wants to cheer for Alexa Bliss and, you know, certain other female wrestlers that she is then time to accustom to, like, who I don't know, Charlotte Flair or, um, let's see here. I know Granny's a huge uh, Oscar fan and Kyrie Sane. And, uh, here. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny because you know when the Texans were playing against the Chiefs, and you know Houston was leading, you know, twenty-four to nothing at the end of the first quarter. My one friend at the Moose Lodge was like giving me all sorts of grief. Whoa, what's happening to your Chiefs there, Lori? You know, and of course they all know me as Lori. They don't know me as Granny and. And I said, you know what, Ronnie? Shut your mouth. It ain't over till the fat lady starts singing and I ain't start tuning up my vocal cords yet. And then they came back and won 51 to 31. And my son's sitting over here going, me, 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 me. <laughs> He's imitating, telling me that I need to start tuning up my vocal cords. <laughs> I would have said, you know... This is what I said that um, I was like the Texans. I was like they're the worst possible. We're gonna talk about giving you know Granny grief, folks. You wait till you wait till after Granny's team loses. Then you wait till you are in a plexiglass box that is flame retardant, sink proof, bulletproof, missile proof, tank proof. And then you say, from behind that glass, you say, well, at least there are no weather anomaly issues now, no fires, no earthquakes, no hurricanes, you know. Why we know, folks, I've told Granny this. I said, the only reason the weather is so awkward right now is because the Chiefs are winning. But, you know, once they... Once they lose, all the meteorologists can stop sweating bullets, and they can say, whew, finally, the Chiefs lost. Even the meteorologists in Kansas City are saying, once those Chiefs lose, I mean, once they do whatever, they will, you know, the weather will go back to normal. Every bird will start singing, you know, and good old Granny will be saying, I'll find that B-train. I'm going to kill him. That's when I'll be all the way... That's why I'll be all the way somewhere where Granny cannot find. But see, folks, unfortunately for me, Granny will find me like a nuclear missile. And she'll give that beeline stance that I told you I'd find you. And then that's when I run like, you know, white or uh, the road. Run like the wind. <laughs> run like the wind, betrayed. It's like it's like the cartoon with Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote. Granny is like Wiley yeah. Coyote. She'll find me. And, and I said, they said, what do you mean? I said, that lady do not mention if the Chiefs or any of her teams lose. You do so behind protective glass. 
and make sure that Granny cannot get to you. Because if she gets to you, I'll just say the same. Should we play Taps Now for your funeral now, or should we play it later? <laughs> well, I don't know if I would go to that extreme betrayed of, of actually physically killing somebody, but I might have a few choice words to say, depending on who the person was, you know, but... Now you, I, I make an exception. I I make an exception to that rule, Betrayal, because you're like family to us, you know. <clears throat> That's my friends, you know, New York. They were saying, "What would happen if, you know?" I said, "Do you want to poke the hornet's nest with a large stick?" Granny is like that hornet's nest. Sting and ask questions later. And like this gentleman, he goes, "Well." I don't, you know, I was like, you're wearing a very confusing wardrobe. Should you stay in the closet or come out? <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? And I said, dude, you cannot pass as an NFL fan. He goes, well, I have loyal to my team. I go, you're wearing pants that say, so where's your jersey? Because not only was this dude wearing, I was like, Okay, it would have been funny if you wore a Deshaun Watson and half Mahomes jersey, but you're wearing a Mahomes jersey, Texan Zubov's pants, and a Kansas City hat. And I'm going to say, you know, quote Shane Helms, you know, what's up with that? What's up with that? Oh, I got something to share with you real quick, B-Train, before you end the show tonight or in the, this morning I should say but you know um, I had you know remember our good friend Brandon Buck in uh, Pittsburgh Kansas you know and mm-hmm. I had ordered some t-shirts um, there was a gentleman up there that was going to <clears throat> make Brandon some wrestling shirts that said the franchise on them and So I ordered three shirts for me and David and Anthony, you know, and and I never got the shirts and I never got the shirts. And so I messaged this person and I said, "Um, where's my shirts? Oh, well, I've been really busy and I, you know, forgot about the order and blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay. I said, if I'm not going to get my merchandise, you know, I want my money back. Oh, yeah, I'll refund your money, blah, 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 you know, and everything. Well, time went on. I still didn't get my refund. So I contacted my bank and disputed it. And then it came back, and they gave me my credit. But then I got a letter saying that uh, they were told that the dispute was invalid, which the person that – and Brandon was actually supposed to get a small cut – of money from the shirts that were sold and he never saw a thing well apparently this so-called person had mentioned to brandon that i had ordered some shirts well brandon thought you know i got my shirts and you know he thought it was kind of weird that i never posted any pictures of me wearing his shirt you know and everything so he actually messaged me today Well, I noticed a post that he had posted on his page about, you know, um, he mentioned my name, you know, and 
I I never got my money back and I never got my merchandise. And then my bank had documentation saying that this so-called person had promised to refund me my money, which I never got back. And, you know, he dropped the F-bomb word, you know, don't with my wrestling family and include, you know, including Granny Holkster, you know, especially, especially Granny Holkster, you know, especially Granny, you know. You don't, with my wrestling family, especially her. And so um, I don't know what's going to become of that situation. But, uh, you know, that poor me, I tell you, that poor guy has been through so much grief on so many different occasions. You know, bless his heart. I just, I love him to death. And I love him and his family and his wife, you know, his, his stepkids. I mean, I, I love them all, you know. And, and I tell you, it's pretty sad when people, so, you know, he was, he was making a post, you know, our good old friend, Mr. Saturday night, Michael Berry, you know, basically just told him, you know, you need to blast him. And he basically did blast him on social media. You know, I mean, don't do business with this man because he will screw you over. And, uh, anyway, but I just, you know, it's sad that people have to take advantage of people with good hearts who care about their friends that they consider family and, you know, and because and I, you know, because Brandon had made the decision that he wasn't going to be wrestling right now. And I don't know if he'll ever, you know, step back in the ring again, you know, but because he's had some issues, personal issues with his family, you know, and things like that. And, and you know, I'm not. I just, you know, wanted to support, you know, wanted to support him. And that's why I ordered the shirts and, you know, but I mean, you live and learn, you know, I still never have gotten the money back from the other ordeal that you, you and I were involved with, you know, a couple of years ago. And even though I was, I was told that he would, you know, he messaged me, Oh, over a year ago saying, oh, I'm refunding your money out, you know, and, and I've yet to see that for the tickets that we bought. But, you know, I guess you just live and learn, you know, you just, you know, you make people make mistakes and, you know, so moving on, moving forward, you know, life goes on as the old saying goes. That's true. And fuck that dude that did that shit to you. You know who you are. And two, if you take advantage of Granny's kindness, karma has a way of biting you in the ass. And trust me, like, if you take advantage of someone as nice and as humble as Granny, you're going to get yours, okay? So, thanks, asshole, for screwing her out of three shirts, you know? That was a dick move. Two, not going to touch too much on the subject, but... When you say you're going to refund the money, then you block her. You're an even bigger fucking coward. Three, I got to go to sleep, folks. Got work in the morning. If you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds has to say, I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. And for old time's sakes, and Granny. And what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? It's been a blast, B-Train. We love you, man, and take care, and it was great talking to you again. <laughs> it was right, great folks, talking to you again, night. my friend. It was good talking to you, Good Granny. night, everybody. Take care. Good night, everyone. Have a good night. Toodles, bitches. I got to sleep. Dig it.
Cause you're something I would be 